Okay, talk as if we're not on the podcast and then talk like we are on the podcast so that we can put them side by side and show that there's a, a, a real difference between There's your, not a difference. There is. I talk like this all the time. No, baby. We, okay, so we were talking about this really dumb Katy Perry song, and then because Patrick thought we were on the podcast, <laughs> he started talking in this new voice. <laughs> it's not a new voice. It's it my is. voice. You're like, all right, so we're now I on the podcast. I don't sound like that. <laughs> People can attest to that. I have people. I have people in what real people? life that I speak with, and they know that I sound like you I'm podcasting all the time. You don't talk to anybody. <laughs> I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis on Brick Radio. Brick corners in a triangle. Why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man. It's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer. She's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So about this crappy Katy Perry song. Oh, goodness. it is the worst thing I've heard in a lot. I have a problem with songs getting stuck in my head too easily. Like I go into a Dunkin' Donuts, I buy some coffee, that's I walk how Shakira, out. That's how the Shakira thing happened. Exactly. I cannot. This song is so forgettable. I have no problem not having this song stuck. And in my I head. don't know why, but the song is stuck in my head. Uh, Katy Perry has a new song with Migos, and. Katy Perry is one of those artists who like thinks she's being really clever by like just doing the most obvious thing ever. <laughs> right? She's like, my song's called Bon Appetit, so they're gonna cook me like I'm food. And you're like, oh, Katy Perry, that's not like really that clever. Yeah, it's too on the nose, Kate. And they're too like, on the nose. They're like no- kneading her like she's dough, and then they mm. put her in a big um, a boiling pot with vegetables, and she's like writhing around as they're gonna eat her. Right. You know. It's just like she's saying things like, taste me, I'm on the menu. You know, it's just like, (laughs) ugh, it's just so dumb. But she did the song with, well, she did the song with Migos. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how familiar you are with Migos. Um, Left, right, left, right. What is that? Uh, I think you're. I think Amigos. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't, I don't. I don't know. I, I know at least one Migos song. You do. I swear well, to I, you. Are you. Fight sure? night. It's called Fight night. Oh, I don't know that song. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. Broke homie stand to the left. Okay. We My don't. Rich homie stand to the don't right. Don't get. Don't get ahead of yourself here because that's not the Migos song that we are going to dive into today. Um, people really enjoyed us talking about song lyrics. They did. And um, I looked on the Billboard Top 100, and the number two song right now is Migos, Bad and Bougie. Okay. And I really think that we owe it to our audience. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Why? I disagree. Because this is another for trap you to for ta- me. It's not a trap. This is a trap, yes. Baby, it's not. People are laughing at me, friend. <laughs> They're not laughing with me. And you know this. So please. Oh, please. Just a little bit. This you know one also has, I'm looking at it now because you put a link have, in here. It does have the N-word it's in it. It's got the N-word but all you can, over. You don't have to say that part, okay? You can you can say your own name. Say your own name when it gets to. <laughs> that's, that's fun. I like that, actually. Yeah, exactly. So anytime it says nigga, say Patrick instead. Raindrop. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I'm working here. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Raindrop drip, drop top, drop top. Smoking on cookie in the hot box cookie. (laughs) You're doing it in time, though. Fucking on your bitch. She a thought. 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 You know what thought is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cooking up dope in the crock pot. We came from nothing to something, Patrick. (laughs) I don't trust nobody gripped the trigger. If you if Young Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. God, that Metro, he just keeps popping up. You know what? I I was really <laughs> thinking about this because I'm thinking like, you know, it it's scary. Like I don't want to know Young Metro anymore Mm-mm. because well, like God forbid he doesn't trust me for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. You look like a trustworthy guy. You got a bla- you got a blazer on. Oh look, the jacket says I'm a trustworthy man. Right? It does. I've got glasses on. It makes me. You know, I shaved this morning. It makes me think that you are somebody that I could tell my secrets to. There and you, you wouldn't tell them to anyone else. But I'm thinking too, what if, what if, I mean, because you look at Young Metro and he's, you know, he's covered in tattoos. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's not somebody who looks, he's not a teddy bear. He doesn't look like a teddy bear, put okay. it that way. Okay. But I'm thinking, what if everybody around him is like, look, I don't trust anybody, but I, I can't shoot everybody. Mm-hmm. So let's use Young you, Metro, you, as Metro as our yardstick. Metro as our measure. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I think that that is reasonable, but still very strange. I don't 
fucking know Metro. I don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't tell you (laughs) if he's a good judge of character. But he hangs out with Migos. He hangs out with Drake. He hangs out with Kanye. He knows a lot of people. What is this raindrop smoking on a cookie? I've Mm -hmm. never smoked a cookie before. I've never smoked a cookie either. In the hot box, no less. But you know what? I do love a good crock pot recipe. So I would imagine. (laughs) Even if it's just dope in the crock pot. (laughs) Even if that's all you're cooking in the crock pot. As long as you cooked it for 10 hours, I would like to enjoy it. It's tender, falls off the bone. I usually wouldn't smoke crack, but if you smoked it for 12 (laughs) hours in a crock pot, I might think about it. Yeah. It's buttery by the end. I really like you saying Patrick in place of the N-word. I think that you should do that from now on. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll win me favor at, uh, at like concerts. Yeah, exactly. You'll be a hit at karaoke, too. I would like to talk about our living situation. Again. Yeah. Is this about the rug? Yeah, it is about the rug. Because you hated that rug? So as You okayed you, that rug. No, I just okay, you have to know. I, I did. I did, and I did it because I was trying to be amenable and I thought, you know, Patrick really likes this rug. I'm gonna say yes to it. Because you were saying yes to stuff that I was doing in our bedroom. Well, if that sounds terrible. <laughs> Let me <laughs> go works. back. Let me go back. You were saying yes to design choices I was making in the bedroom. Like that time, like that time you posed as a table. I was like, that works with the with the decor. I'm like, yeah, we could use an ottoman in here. Okay, could you do the ottoman? Okay, listen. What I'm <laughs> right, saying fine. is, is that we decided that we were gonna compromise. Mm -hmm. On the design elements of our apartment, if you're um, a new listener to our podcast, we recently moved into a new apartment. We compromised on the couch. I ended up loving the couch. Love that couch. I freaking love that couch. Like you would have loved that chair. No. Had we gotten it. (laughs) (laughs) That chair Had we not had a poll that said, no, don't do it. Listen, that chair was fucking ugly. All right. Talk Um, about the rug. So our... Couch is brown. All of our furniture is dark brown. The couch is really like beige and brown. Um, And Patrick bought this rug that is the exact same color as the couch. It's just like too spot on. When you put it in the room next to a couch that's the exact same color with Mm -hmm. all the brown furniture, it just looks like diarrhea. Like that's what it looks like in the corner of our apartment and I don't like it. I thought we agreed that our living room theme was poop. <laughs> we said this. We agreed on this, and I went for it. No. I, why would anyone want to live? So when the dogs have accidents, we can just, oh it'll, it'll blend God. in. Oh, my God. It's like we are inside someone's butthole, and I hate it. It's like Lies. fibrous. You, you okayed that rug, and it's multicolored, and it's got a pattern to it. and It's, 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 and it's three a nice, shades of brown. <laughs> it's a nice It's three rug. shades of brown. I hate it. Now I have to figure out how, how to return a rug. That's the best. That's why I got you to okay it. It's so big. So when you said, no, I don't like it anymore, I could be like, well. I could just put it on the corner. No. I, I could just, okay, so don't get do it. Don't get it. <laughs> you wouldn't do that to me. You how lie. You, know you lie I, like a rug. How do you know I wouldn't? I could just put it on Craigslist, say, whoever wants to come and get it. It was cheap, too. It'd so. be me. I'd be, I'd be the one coming to get it. I'd just pick it up off the corner. I could see you sitting on the computer being like, baby, baby, I found the same rug on Craigslist. Like, it's free. Oh, my God. No. Um, I'm tempted to put up another Twitter poll just to see what people have to say People will like it. this rug. No, baby. They're going to love this rug. I previewed it on Snapchat, and people were like, I'm going to pray for you. Are you serious? Mm, I did. Yeah. I was upset about it. I had some. I shared some choice words about the rug. I don't know why. Do you think it's so difficult for us to come to an understanding on the? We had an decor? understanding. Well, we you, agreed. We did. I. I and sh- what about I, the clown curtains you picked out for our bedroom? I'm returning them. Our bedroom looks like a clown car. No, it looks it like the inside of a clown it doesn't, car. Doesn't the the comforter is beautiful? I just did not anticipate. I forgot that we've got a gold colored dresser and it might not match the mm. curtains. And it's fine. Curtains are easy to send back, so that's not a big deal. I'm totally okay with that. And I think that you should learn from my example 
And I told you you can send the rug back. Okay. But I don't know how to send a 10-foot rug back. Yeah. No, we're going to figure it out. I am going to post a picture just to, like, put you on the <laughs> Just to put me out there. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I like it when the internet helps us solve disagreements. and Because they usually... Because <laughs> they do it in your favor. They, they really do. Because you premise it with, doesn't this suck? No. And so, of course, they no, think, no, 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 yeah, no, no. this is awful. No, 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 no. You'd be like totally I, unbiased. With the chair. I said, would you put this in your living room? I didn't say, this sucks. I said, would you put this in your living room? Yes, no. No, is this a joke? Uh. That's all I did. I didn't <laughs> is take... this a joke? That was a fun one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it could go either way. This is a joke that you want us to weigh in. This is a joke that you actually want this and in And you your know what? Apartment. Ever since then, I've gotten tweets about chairs that are similar with famous people in them. Every single and one And they're of them. all from the 70s. That's cool. The 70s was cool. We live in 2017. <laughs> Oh my God, the weirdest thing happened to me. One day in the morning, about 10 o'clock a.m., people just started blowing up my phone and they were all from the same area code, the same area code that I use. Mm-hmm. And I found out after answering a few of these calls and listening to a few of the message and returning some of them that somebody was using my number to call other people in the area. I've had one of those happen. But this was a rash of them. I mean, this was, I, I can't imagine how many they called if I got about 10 people calling me back or texting what me. What were asking they calling them about? It was one of those automated, you know, you're late on your payment, oh. push here to make a to make a payment for so your sketch. account up to date. Yeah. There was one week where I was getting a bunch of calls about uh, fixing my PC, which is like, I don't have a PC, right. so I absolutely knew. But I couldn't believe it. One guy, when he started, you know, oh, your computer, ma'am, I need to help you with your computer. And I said, I don't have a PC. And he was like, no, ma'am, you do. And I was like, this is a scam. And then he was like, fuck you, asshole. And he hung <laughs> up on me. And I was like, wait a second. How are you going to scam me and I'm the asshole? <laughs> like, what? That is so, so self-righteous and indignant. <laughs> To say to to call somebody a name because they caught on to your scam. He was like, "No, you do have a PC," and I was like, "Uh, actually, I don't." And he was like, "Ma'am, open your PC right now." <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Oh, this is clearly not a scam. You have to have a PC because otherwise, I can't get you to wire me money. Just give me your credit card number right now. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Um, I don't think it's coming from my account. It's just yeah, looking had, like it's coming from my account. I had one of those calls too. Somebody called me and they said. They were like, please stop calling me. And I said, I yeah. have not called you. And she was like, yes, you have. Same same deal. Like, I'm surprised mm. she didn't say, fuck you, asshole. Because she was like, <laughs> really mad that I would not concede that I had called her. Because I had never called that number before. The people I called back were really nice. They were like, you got to protect yourself. You got to call the feds. Oh, I was like, how do I call the nice. feds? They're like, I don't know, man. But you need to protect yourself because this is going to come back on you. Oh. 1-800-FEDS. Like, oh. just like, dial them up. actually talking about because neither one of us is feeling well. Fran's been sick for over a week now. Yeah. And uh, and extremely sick uh, on top of that. So um, I'm under the weather to some degree and under a lot of... Um, I think you're just trying to copy me. St- I, do, I don't want to be sick. I know. I'm just saying, but I think that you want to be like me. And so you know that I'm sick. So you're like, I don't feel good either. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? You're the vice president of this podcast. <laughs> Fucking step it up. Well, I don't know. I mean, this does raise questions about whether or not you're healthy enough mm. to continue in your position as president of mm. the podcast. Maybe you're gonna start. You're I gonna mean, look through my, eat through my emails. I mean, I do. Yeah, I have seen some. I have seen some <laughs> photos of you that look less than healthy, and. <laughs> It raises a question, like, are you suited for this position? What if something happens to you? Who's going to run the podcast? It recently it recently came out that you were white. And, <laughs> Does uh, that make me less qualified? It may, well, it, it calls both of us into question, apparently. People don't know if I'm qualified. People, to be black yeah, is what exactly. they're saying. <laughs> I did an interview I gave a quote to the Huffington Post for an article on um, being woke, quote unquote woke, uh, with a white partner. And it was inspired by apparently some author, some like Republican conspiracy theorist wrote some story about how uh, before Obama married Michelle, he was dating a white girl and he like proposed to her. She just said no, clearly. And this conspiracy theorist is all about how Obama knew he, it was a good thing for him because he knew he needed a, a black spouse in order to like be 
accepted, which again, I don't know if that's true. But to the be whole, accepted how publicly? Yeah, to be as a black person. Yeah, in that's office. that's what this that's what this conspiracy theorist person said, uh-huh. which to me doesn't really make sense. If Obama had proposed to this woman and she said no, I don't know. Like it didn't work out, and then he ended up with a black woman, Michelle, who he loves, and whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know that there was some like you know, uh, nefarious reasons behind that relationship not working out. But the article was about other black celebrities who have faced criticism for having, you know, white partners, like Serena Williams most recently. Um, And then they asked me about it. And I gave a pretty simple quote just saying that, like, you know, I'm still black, (laughs) even though my Mm -hmm. husband's white, the same way I'm still a feminist, even though I'm married to a man. Like, you don't change my like what's important to me and like my ideals and whatever sure and uh some people that don't like me got a hold of this article and like they are freaking out about it like it's really strange people are genuinely acting like this is new information that you are white but see that's that's what oh go ahead and finish i Uh, I don't want to interrupt i just thought it was funny people are like can you believe it article exposes francesca well that's what they're doing because that's not new information no and everyone that hates you that much Uh, already knows that, and they probably already touted it because they've been doing this for a while. But what was really interesting is they framed it as, and this is so weird to me, they framed it as uh, Black Lives Matter is turning on Francesca because she has a white husband. Yeah, no, that sounds to me extremely deliberate. That doesn't sound like anybody who actually holds these beliefs or is shocked to know that you're married to a white person or any of that. No, that sounds like a deliberate effort to cast you in a light that suggests that you're being outcast by a movement that you're a part of. But I'm not even a part of it. Like, it doesn't matter. The, yeah. You see what it's saying? No, it's, I get it's it. It's lumping you in with it, and then it's and then it's suggesting that you're being ostracized from it. It's such a Which is a reach, all designed though. to discredit you and Black Lives Matter collectively. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just weird to me that, like, any time a black person does something... There are these like super, uh, super alt-right conservative folks who then paint them as Black Lives Matter. They're like, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. like, robs a bank. And it's like, no, that's just some random black person <laughs> that, was, that robbed. That was a black person. That was just right. a black person. Like, right. literally the article just says, it doesn't invalidate my blackness. I'm still the same person. Sure. Whatever. And they're like, oh, how does it feel that Black Lives Matter is turning on you? And I'm like, the article is not about Black Lives Matter. No. I'm not a member of Black Lives Matter. I've never been to a meeting. I don't have a fucking membership card. Like, right. nothing. I don't even know, like, the local chapter in New York City. I, I genuinely know nothing. Like, I've used the hashtag, I believe Black right. Lives Should Matter. Right. <laughs> um, it was so funny. They posted... Um, Remember when we wanted to win that dream wedding mm-hmm. and we didn't when we didn't win, which well, I we didn't win. No, they gave it to somebody, some insider. Ugh. I'm still there. I'm still bitter about that, but we made this would have been a nice wedding. It would have been great. Our and our actual wedding was fantastic. But um we made this little video to try and win and the video's old, okay? The video is like from 2011, 2012. These people have dug up this video. And they're, like, using it as evidence. And I'm like, you realize this video was was filmed in 2012? (laughs) It's like, can you guys link to our podcast at least? (laughs) I'm like, I'll take the promo, but still. (laughs) Why is this, like, a revelation? I don't know. It's so weird. People are so weird. To me, it seems very deliberate. And I know that... that You mean that these people are doing this to try and discredit me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think that... I don't think that the people pushing the hardest on this front have any concern for whether or not you're married to a white person or not, or whether or not that that's some sort of revelation or new information as if you've been hiding the fact that you've been married to a white man, which you haven't. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're using it because of your appearance in that article uh, as a launching point to say, Oh, you're you're doing something wrong, or this is damning, or this is you know this is this is new information that discredits you in some way. That's there's no other purpose to it, and there's no other reason for anyone thinking logically that that would have any bearing on your beliefs, ideals, opinions. And like you said, they dug up a video from 2012, which is like okay, so you had a video on the internet <laughs> of you with it's the white person <laughs> that you intended to marry. Because it was a contest to win, like, this dream wedding thing. She's broke, too! <laughs> I, I will say they usually do give me good credit, though. They usually find, like, the nice pictures of me 
They find yeah, me looking good, I mean, and you, then they tell me I'm rich. I mean, sexism and you racism know. is a fucking bitch, isn't it? I'm the one that <laughs> takes all the heat for my white husband, and then they're like, look I at know. how handsome and rich he is. And I'm like, I he's know. not fucking rich. I'm not even that handsome. <laughs> I mean, you look okay. <laughs> I am clearly the hot one in this relationship. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, did I lie, though? Did I lie? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it to Listen you. To you. I'll like, allow you're it. You're like, oh, okay. You sound I'll like you're talking it. to a toddler who's like getting a lot <laughs> You sound okay. like a toddler. This is why I have to go to the trolls to get any appreciation. <laughs> the trolls love you just because they know it gets under my skin. That's the only reason that well, they give you love. Well, that's the other thing, too. I'm not the target. They don't care about what I'm doing because yeah. I'm not out there doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, so, so that's why it's all designed to target you. If it was me and I was married to you, they would be the complete opposite. You know, if I was the popular activist in the relationship, they'd be like, he's married to a black woman. I don't know. I don't think that they would do that. I think, I think for they would. I think for men, it's a they it's a totally different story because even there are black male actors um, and activists who are visible with white partners, and I don't see them get the same level of criticism. Yeah, but they use still use it to discredit them. I, I'm not saying it's the same level at all. Yeah, but, that's what I mean. But it's, they'll say, oh, he only believes that, or he's only uh, adopted these ideals because his partner's black. But you're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying a black man with a white partner. Oh, I I, see. But I'm a a white man. I know you are. Okay. I'm talking about how racism and sexism intertwine together. You know, when they talk about interracial relationships and they're using it to try and discredit someone's race, Mm -hmm. how, like, the combination of being a black woman plays a role in how people treat me. Totally. Versus if I was a black man with a white woman, not to say that those people don't get criticism as well, I just don't see it being the same level of criticism. Sure. Um, and, and I use Serena Williams as an example. Like, Serena got so much shit for having a muscular, fit body. There were black men all over the internet saying terrible things about her. Mm-hmm. And then she is now engaged to a white guy who I happen to know and is a very cool, awesome guy. Mm-hmm. And um, those same dudes are like talking all sorts of shit about her. It's like sexism has played such a huge role in like the way that they talk about her and her partner. You feel me? Of like, course. So that's all I'm saying. Like criticism is going to happen no matter what. You know, people are always going to have something to say, especially if you are in the public eye at all. And I don't know. I guess that's something I, I wish that I was better about it. I mean, I think I'm better, right? Kind of. Better. About just dealing with people saying shit than I was in the past, but I still... You've definitely toughened up. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, I, I see what you see online, and only a fraction of what you see, really. So, I mean, my hat goes off to you. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I have gotten better. It still, like, confuses me. It upsets me and confuses me more than anything, I think. What upsets me is that I know, I believe that a lot of this are concerted efforts to harass you. For the sake of harassing you. Oh, yeah. No, I believe so, too. So to the extent that it bothers you at all, you know, it, it that's what bothers me. Because but that I mean, means like that's, that they're, it's... they're accomplishing what they want. Exactly. Then. Exactly. Because they're fucking good at it. I'll give them credit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Some people have to be good at actual things. Yeah. Other people Some people are need talent. <laughs> and that, uh, insulting someone really isn't a matter of talent. Um, unless it's like, you know, like rap battle style. <laughs> uh, going to do some listener letters because you've sent us so many emails and we have not been getting to them so we are going to go above and beyond this week and answer a number of them if you would like to email us you can do so at lnbpodcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you our first letter comes from jonas from portugal we international up in this podcast. We have more than one listener that says that they listen to our podcast from overseas somewhere, all over the globe, actually. And uh, and and a few of them actually said that they use our podcast to help them learn English. I, We're really an educational podcast. I apologize for anybody who's dropping motherfucker and lots of <laughs> yeah, right. dad slang. They're using they're using our language b words. And they're they're like dropping little animal and science <laughs> facts all over the place. People are like, "What is wrong with you?" Okay, Jonas from Portugal says, "Last year I made the decision to leave my country for the UK to go to college." 
In September, I'm moving there to finally study what I've always wanted. But here's the thing. When I decided this, I was single, and one month later, I found a guy that I really love. At first, I didn't want to have a relationship because I'm leaving, but he insisted not to think about the future, to live in the present, so that's what I did. Now, I'm five months into my relationship and leaving for the UK in four months. Help! What do I do? Stay with him here and continue with the life that I have, which I'm not satisfied with, or leave to fulfill my dream, which may or may not work because it may not be the best decision at this point in my life. My partner hates the UK and he thinks that it's a waste of time for me to study again, which I kind of understand because I'm 27. Leaving my country will eventually mean I'm leaving him. So love or big dream that might not work. Okay. Mm. Why don't you go first since I read the letter because I have many thoughts for Jonas. Okay, well... I think, first of all, I, I don't think that it's a waste of time to study. Um, yeah, further. that was a I, weird one. Yeah, everything else was pretty neutral here. And then when I read that, I thought, well, that's not really a, a good look. And 27 is not old. Yeah, 27 is not old. Um, but if it's something you want, you need to go for it. And if you can study in Portugal, then by all means, you know, that's an option. Uh, but don't give up the study or your course of study um, for another person. Yeah. Period. I agree. You know, it's... I don't see why you would have to. So you can have your love and your um, and your education uh, as well. I'm in the same boat. Like, the thing is, is if this is your dream, you know, your partner is supposed to respect and support that. And long-distance relationships suck. They're not easy. But if it's the right person, then you make it work. You know, you say, all right. We're going to be separated for X amount of time, but you can come visit the UK. You can plan to go home for holidays and things like that. It's not like you're never going to see each other again. Mm. And yeah, sure, school might not work out, but like you could stay home and the relationship might not work out. Like it's a toss up either way. Yeah, you don't want to have you don't want to have uh, foregone your dreams and then not have that relationship work out. Uh, and then think, wow, I just blew my opportunity. That's never the way it should be. You can totally do in our both. relationship. I've made it a point. Uh, since day one, to always encourage you to f- to pursue your dreams. You know what I mean? We stayed in New York. We mm-hmm. came to New York mm-hmm. so that you could pursue what you wanted to pursue. And came to New York so you could go to law school. For you- me as well, right. Yeah. I, could do, I could do that almost anywhere. So we focused on New York so that you could um, pursue your dream as an actor and a public figure. And we continue to stay here for that reason and every step of the way. you know. I, yeah, a I, relationship is about compromise. I've encouraged you, yeah. And it, I think it's important for any partner to uh, promote their their spouses or their significant others' um, uh, goals yeah. in any way possible. So don't don't forgo your dreams, period. As far as whether or not you should do it in Portugal or you should, you well, should no, study. Well, no, that's the whole thing. He doesn't want to stay in Portugal. He's already gotten into school in the U.K. Like, he's... He's been accepted, and he's going to be able to study what he wants. Well, you know, you could kind of compromise. If you think this is the love of your life, and it's going to work out, and that's worth it to you, and you can also do your studying where you are, then, then, you know, you could kind of split the difference. No, but that's, I mean, that's completely changing what he's asking. Like, he's asking if he stays there when he's not satisfied or leave and fulfill his dream. So, I mean, like, yeah, he could compromise, but he's saying he's not satisfied in Portugal, and he's been accepted to you know, the school that he wants to be at, studying the dream that he wants. Um, one thing I didn't include that he put in the, the letter was that he's he already has an undergraduate degree. So, I mean, like, he's gone to school before. Like, mm-hmm. this is extended schooling that's going to actually give him an opportunity to do the thing that he wants. And so, personally, I don't think that he should have to compromise, especially if he got into this school before he got into a relationship. So you know, his partner should be the one that's willing to compromise. He doesn't have to move to the UK with him, but yeah. they can do long distance. Yeah, I, I look, I agree. If, if the only option is to go uh, move out of the country and pursue your dreams or stay in the country and pursue this relationship, then I say, uh, I say pursue the dreams. And uh, if the relationship is that good, then it'll be there. All right, good luck, Jonas. Keep us posted. All right, our next <coughs> listener letter comes from Cheyenne. She asks, has Patrick stopped smoking cigarettes yet? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had to put this one in here, huh? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great question. It is a good question. And the answer the answer is um, is yes, yes, yes. Uh, what? I did that. <laughs> just you gonna... <laughs> better stop lying. You coughed right before you answered the question. I did. I did. Um, but that's because I'm sick. Mm-mm. No, you're not. I am sick. You need to stop lying. I'm answer, sick of, I'm Cheyenne. sick of your shit, Brad. Answer. Cheyenne's question 
openly and honestly. We need to stay on the up and up with our listeners. And okay, she wants true. to know, and I want to know too. Do you do you not know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Answer her. No, I have I have not quit smoking. And why not? I don't I don't have a good reason why. There's no good reason to continue a bad habit. And I got a, a new email habit. from Cheyenne. She says she's very disappointed. <laughs> she's here. Yeah. She's on Bring um, her out. We're on, <laughs> we're on Google Hang. She's just sitting here with her arms crossed, looking shaking at her head. <laughs> Are you gonna try and quit? Yes, yes. I'm always trying to quit. I'm always oh. planning to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a smoker's life out here. What do you mean? What does that mean? It means it's very difficult to quit something that's so addictive. Remember when you did hypnosis? I did. And oh, my you God. Li- and then hypnosis. you lied to the hypnotist guy and said that it worked <laughs> because you didn't want to Okay, you have to put all my business out there. Seriously, Tell Fred. Tell what happened. Okay. I gave, the guy a, I gave the guy a testimonial. It was a really good one, too. And that's why when I saw him you later. fabricated your testimonial? I didn't lie. No, the testimonial was real. What did you say? I said nice things about him and, like, the program. It worked. It helped. It it, it was, didn't work it because did. you quit, didn't quit. It did for, you know, several weeks. So That's not quitting, though. It like, is, that's actually. Like a, that's taking a break. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. It's not, no, because then all the withdrawals are over, and your body has effectively cleaned out the nicotine and sort of gotten back to a different equilibrium. So after that point, I had successfully quit. I just happened to have a moment of weakness or a series of moments of weakness that led me Back to the habit. A series of weaknesses that were included smoking. And right. Yes, exactly. So I made some bad decisions. And I ended up uh, smoking again. But when I saw him, he asked me how I was doing, and I told him um, that I was, um, you know, that that I was, I was still good. <laughs> Wait, you lied. When I you lied saw to him. him. <laughs> I lied to him. I did because I felt bad. But then later on, I saw him. Did and he I, see you and smoking? I told him the truth. And he was livid. He he completely <laughs> lost his composure. You know, and this is a guy that does hypnosis, so he's his whole you were brand. Like, Whoa, dude! You need to start try some hypnosis to calm down. His whole brand, <laughs> exactly. His whole brand is just peace and calmness. <laughs> and he was he completely lost his composure. He was so pissed, and I know why he was pissed. And I think it was because he he couldn't he... use his good testimonial that I gave because I, I give mean, he could I give a damn good testimonial <laughs> when I when I testify. It's <laughs> It's for real. If you've ever been a victim of a crime, hope that Patrick <laughs> is there. You better hope I was a witness. he is ready to testify on your behalf. He's going to come off the stand there and be like, damn, I believe him. He's got a blazer on. Clearly, he's rich. He's really, I know, I know young Metro trusts this man. I can tell. He, he's bulletproof. Don't shoot him. <laughs> Don't shoot him. Do you want to do the next one? Uh, this listener says, I'm a fat woman and had been looking for podcasts targeted to me. A lot of beauty and lifestyle podcasts are problematic and body shamers. So I was really happy to finally find one led by two amazing women that I really love. That's not us. They use <laughs> Patreon, and I signed up to support them financially so they can produce and get their message out to more folks like me who really need them. Patreon bills monthly, and I also donated last year so that they could attend a media conference. Patreon donations were supposed to come with all sorts of goodies. A Skype call with the ladies, an opportunity to get featured on the podcast, stickers, postcards, newsletter, etc. And it's been about a year and I haven't received anything. Additionally, the podcast that was weekly is now highly irregular, and since I supported financially, I just feel like I was taken advantage of. I know bloggers are also people and should be given space to be themselves and live their lives. But... Am I wrong for feeling disappointed? I appreciate your perspective and appreciate you reading. Okay, well, I will say on one portion, it is difficult to be regular when it comes to podcasting. And I get mm. that part, you know? Like, it's hard. Uh, life gets in the way. And so I we've, think... We've, we're on a streak, though. No, we've been doing good. And I'm just saying so, I can be sympathetic. Mm. But as soon as you start asking your audience for money it changes the dynamic it changes everything mm-hmm. and for me that's a big part of why i never i mean no shade to anyone that does patreon i know a lot of bloggers and podcasters and content creators that use it to supplement their income and a lot of people really enjoy it but one of the reasons i've never wanted to do it is because i would feel terrible if i didn't deliver you know and yeah. life happens and sometimes yeah. you can't get to the studio regularly or you can't make a video that Mm -hmm. week or whatever it is. So I don't think that you are wrong to feel disappointed. I think you should cancel your Patreon subscription (laughs) because you're paying them monthly and they're not making podcasts. 
and they haven't sent any of the stuff that you've asked for. And I think that that's a bummer. Like, that really sucks. Like, they didn't deliver, and so you shouldn't be paying for it. Yeah, when you start asking for money, you've changed the dynamic between you and whoever it is is consuming the content that Mm -hmm. you're making. They become a customer. Exactly, yeah. And thereby, you have an agreement you know, under which you've you've agreed to produce something for them or give them stickers, a podcast, you know, a, a Skype call, whatever it is that you've used to sort of to get them to subscribe to your Patreon mm-hmm. and, and to give you money. You owe them that. That's the nature of an exchange of, of goods and money. You know yeah, what I mean? And it's I'm like sh- it's tough, though, because I think you know, a lot of these people are trying to get on their feet as and she bloggers. Wants to, and she wants to support them, which I, I totally get. Right. But at the same time, when you pay for something – the customer is supposed to get what they paid for. And I would suggest that you contact Patreon. First, you cancel your account. But you should also contact Patreon and find out about getting a refund for those months that you paid and did not get the gifts that you were supposed to get. Like, Yeah. That's- I mean, I don't know. I feel like somebody in this position probably wouldn't want to go that far. I, you're totally... I don't think it's not worth it. I mean, if I was paying you monthly for something and you didn't give me what I was supposed to get, in addition to extra perks. I mean, that's the reason that I was paying for it, right? So uh, you should get your money back. Partly. I think the Patreon thing is interesting because you're half paying because they're going to engage you in some way, make a product like a blog or a podcast or something, and then you're you're half paying because you want to support these people. It's not like you're, you know, like you're buying an, an ottoman well, or wait, something. Wait a second. The amount of money that you pay is supposed to come with different perks. Mm-hmm. Patreon lets you donate however much money you want. So if it's like $5 a month means that you'll get a pack of stickers. $10 a month means that you will get a Skype call. So like, yeah, you are supporting them, but you're supporting them with the intention of getting something in return. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you're doing it. Otherwise, you would just consume the podcast for free. Like See, it's not I, a paid podcast. It's yes, a, they're asking for money to support their I, podcast. I don't think so. I think there's an element of that's just That's what Patreon wanting, is. No, I understand that, but I think when I see these accounts and I see people donating to them and and this this listener suggests that she feels the same way is that I see a lot of people um they want to support the person right. and they want to support the person in whatever effort they're making. And that can be um, some form of activism as in this case. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think it's more than just a trade of money for goods. That's well, definitely an element, but they're supporting the podcast. So if you're not right. even making the podcast, yeah, that's then, true. like, what am I supporting you for? Like, that's true. It's, it's, but there are a lot of these patrons that are just, they're just really supporting the people that are right. And I, and I get it. Tweeting and stuff like that, but they're not, but, they're not but, actually making anything but particular. There's, but there's a difference between support my Patreon because I need to pay my bills and I'm struggling to pay rent versus support my Patreon so I can pay for studio space to record my podcast. Mm-hmm. So I can pay for the equipment so I can pay for the hosting. I mean, I know that hosting a podcast is not cheap. Um, getting studio space is not cheap. The time that goes into editing is is extensive. And so, yeah, that money is going to support whoever is creating the podcast in addition mm-hmm. to all the financial burden that goes along with it. But if right. you're not making a podcast, it's different if somebody's just on Twitter and they're saying, hey, guys, support me. I'm tweeting. Okay, then I know that I'm paying you and what I'm getting in return is your tweets, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's still an exchange. Like, they're supporting these girls, but they're also supporting their support was supposed to be funding this content. Oh, I agree. Whatever you promised in exchange for money has to be given. But all that aside, how do you feel about Patreon accounts like this? Because I've seen a lot of them, and let's say that they're not even attached to a regular podcast. Oh, no, they're attached to all sorts of things. But they're attached to somebody who's basically, who's, who's just like a public figure in some respect on some medium. Right. Well, the way Patreon works is it's supposed to be for artists. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be in support of an artistic endeavor, whether it's a comic book or a film or YouTube videos or a podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the purpose of Patreon. I personally and like don't want to do it. It's just not something I've ever been interested in. I, I always feel kind of wonky about asking people for money. That's mm-hmm. just like my own personal thing. But I think that if you want to support someone, like, as an adult, like, you are welcome to do whatever it is that you want with your money. Oh, totally, totally. That's not what I'm asking. I think I... Like, do you think that I... Like, are you asking me if I think it's okay to do that? Yeah, I mean, okay, not just in the broad sense, not in the sense that you're an adult, you can do it. I mean, how do you feel about creators or public personas that, that ask for money just sort of for being part of the online scene? 
I don't know. I I'm, would never ask anyone just to give me money just because I was doing something or I was popular online or something like that. You have a you have a means by which to make money online sometimes, uh, but just asking people directly to give me money, especially on a regular basis, it would never cross my mind. Um, that doesn't mean I'm saying it should never be done. And I'm curious to what you think because you know. In I, some circumstances, I, it could really it could keep people who are doing really good work and are really visible from having to split their time between you know a day job, for instance. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, you know, and and I can tell you, a day job is crippling, depending on what it yeah. is. No, I listen. I get it. I've had I've had a day job before. Yeah, I know. I seen you. I don't know. This is a hard question to answer. I don't want to shit on anybody who is trying to follow their passions mm -hmm. and is not in a financial position where they can do it. For me, like having a day job was part of what makes me appreciate not having a day job. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I put that work in to get to a place where I now can support myself through my art. But I know not everyone has that luxury. At the same time, there are a lot of people, for example, who make videos harassing me and they have Patreons and they get paid to make these videos about me. Mm. People donate money and then they all get to decide what they make videos about. Mm -hmm. So like I have seen people make $2,000, $4,000 a month and then make videos you know, calling me cancer and all these terrible things. Personally, I don't think that you should be able to use Patreon for something like that. But again, if people want to donate their money, like I, they are willingly participating in that. On the same token, I think that people who um, have a day job and they want to pursue their art and they realize it's an expense, you know, for me, again, I never felt comfortable doing that. And it's, it's really hard for me to judge because I've never been in a position where I didn't have a job and I couldn't support myself. So I think in some ways it's maybe unfair to judge someone who you know, need something like Patreon in order to support their creative efforts because they don't have the mm -hmm. money for their podcast hosting or they can't afford a new camera or it's hard. I, I have a, I'm like hesitant to criticize mm -hmm. um, because I've it's never a, been in that position. It's just a strange sort of, well, it's becoming it's a, a half commercial space. Yeah. I mean, I know some people that use it and, and have been doing it for a long time and make a lot of money doing it and right. have really been successful. What's really interesting right now is a lot of YouTubers have been hit really hard by the ad boycotts that are happening. A lot of brands are not choosing to advertise on YouTube anymore because they were unhappy with what their ads were running on. Mm -hmm. And now YouTube has given brands more control over what where types of things appear. yeah where their ads appear so a lot of youtubers have seen losses of up to 70 percent on their videos lucky for me i don't make a living off my youtube channel so that didn't really impact me but a lot of mm. people where youtube was their main source of income like they're stressed out mm -hmm. and so a lot of them are turning to patreon i personally i'm kind of like good luck because there are so many people now asking for money on patreon but I think it's going to be really difficult for audiences to pay a monthly fee to every YouTuber. Right. It's going to be really hard, you know, because there's overlap. You have to imagine. Do you think that that affects, that affects people making content of a negative sort more than it does positive content? I don't think it matters either way. Because at the end of the day, the advertisers are picking for their own personal reasons why they're not advertising on your content. Sure. Sometimes they tell you. Sometimes they don't tell you. Yeah. I don't know that it's a matter of negative or positive. But, for example a lot of LGBT YouTubers took a large hit because mm. there were advertisers that were like, I don't want to advertise on two dudes kissing. I think that that's fucking terrible. The advertiser says, I don't want my stuff there. So right. like it is quote unquote positive content like representation or, you know. That's um, what I meant. Because yeah. I mean, there are a lot of like. It could be like, both. Like the trolls making videos about you that are just full of hate. Mm -hmm. I could see where brands would say, okay, anything that's, that's harassment, for instance, we don't want to advertise on that. So that would cut back on the funding that these trolls get if that were the, if that was. It hasn't hurt them enough to stop making videos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll say that. Okay. So you haven't noticed that it hurt that it hurt sort of no, one group I mean, of people as opposed to another. Here's the thing. I can't speak specifically to that because I only know what my friends have told me. Mm -hmm. The point is, is that a lot of people are turning to Patreon. You know, for example, uh, my friend Megan has a podcast and Patreon is what pays for her podcast, but she's been doing it for like two years. Mm -hmm. So her fans have been paying this for a while. And now suddenly all these other YouTubers are asking for money for Patreon. And it's like, 
oh, I already pay this one. Now I got to pay five other people. Like that makes it a little harder. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? A big reason I ask that question is because I see people who I follow online who every once in a while say that they're either going through something or they, you know, they really need support and they ask for donations. And some of them I agree with, and I agree with 99% of the things that they say. I agree with the impact that they're having in the space that they're, you know, they're participating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't know who they are. That's true. You know what I mean? I really don't know what they intend to do with that money. For all I know, they could be an account because they because some of them don't even have real um, pictures, real <laughs> photos, right? And and that's fine. But if you give an account that doesn't have a real photo money, this might sound a little paranoid, but it freaks me out. This notion that that could be an account that's designed just to appeal to it people like me. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you don't know. It could be It could be like Putin himself could be like, hey, yeah. I agree with you, Patrick. Um, also, you should donate to my thing. And, mm-hmm. and I think you might because I know that you know that you agree with me. You know? Yeah, no, I get messages all the time from people asking if I will promote their GoFundMe. And oftentimes, you know, there are people that have real struggles, you know, they had a family member pass away or they got kicked out of their house Mm -hmm. because like their parents found out that they were gay or they were in an abusive relationship is one that I see a lot, you know, and I feel for these people, absolutely. And I'm glad that they have a space that they can use to accept donations if people want to give them. For me, I'm a little worried about using my credit card (laughs) to donate money to people that I don't know. Usually I tell them, I'm really sorry, I can't promote your GoFundMe, but I'm wishing you success. I hope that everything works out. And I, like, I feel bad for them, absolutely. And usually they're real, I think they're real people. Like, I'm not really worried about I'm sure most of them are. Scammers, but. But, I, hey, I mean, if they can use my phone number, I have no doubt that they'll start an account. Yes, scammers Scammers going to scam, Fran. They are. Right. And if a Nigerian <laughs> prince asks you to donate to his GoFundMe, I would say you shouldn't. But. With Even if he's going to pay you back? Evie's going to pay you back 10 times what you donated to his GoFundMe? You don't have any money. We are, <laughs> we are set for life. It's just going to take a couple years before this guy gets back to us, and then we'll be set. Oh, my God. This next listener letter comes from Saski. She says, I'm 20 years old and from H-Town. I might just be really immature, but I have a really hard time coming out of my feelings when my friends and I debate on our differences in political issues. I was wondering if you guys have any tips to be friends with people you fundamentally disagree with on issues like the existence of institutionalized racism. I always find myself getting emotional when I argue with people because I feel like they don't see the problems I see and I get frustrated. Also, my best friend that I've known for seven years has low-key, kind of racist parents. Like, they'll crack racist jokes, and I'm like, that's not funny in my head, but I haven't mustered the courage to tell them in the moment. I just sort of sit there wide-eyed. Should I? I don't think you're immature at all. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, As far as whether or not you should tell your friend's racist parents that they're being racist, I think you should find the best way to do it and say something. And you would be in the best position to figure out what that is, to know how to approach that. I know that can be hard if you feel comfortable or you're feeling particularly confident on any particular occasion. And tell them. You 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 owe it to yourself. You owe it to others, I think, to say something. I think you can also talk to your friend. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with saying to your friend, listen, your parents said X, Y, Z, and it made me really uncomfortable. That's can a good you, point. I just kind of assumed the friend knew this no, or of course recognized they're, they're, it. Clearly, the friend knows it. Like, the friend knows what their parents have said. What I'm saying is if you talk to your friend and say to them, listen, I feel really uncomfortable when your parents say these things. Could you please talk to them or could you support me in talking to them? I think that that will make a better impact than you going at it alone. And in the moment, it is really hard to say something, which is all the more reason why you can say something at another time. You know, like maybe they made some jokes and you didn't feel comfortable at the time. The next time you're at their house, you could totally say, listen, the last time I was here, you were making these jokes about X, Y, and Z, and it made me really uncomfortable. You have to pick your battles in the sense that, like, you might not change this person's parents' mind, but I think letting them know what types of things you feel uncomfortable with is going to 
hopefully make you feel a little bit better. And if they are not going to stop acting that way, then like you can stay friends with that person, but maybe you just don't go over to their house anymore. You don't need to put yourself in a position where you are made to feel uncomfortable. And I don't blame you for feeling like you can't say something, but I think that you should. Uh, you just have to kind of figure out what your comfort level is. As for tips on being friends with people you fundamentally disagree with on issues like institutionalized racism, that's a big one to disagree with your friends on. <laughs> like, I want to be honest. That's a hard one, sure. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a difference between disagreeing on, like, pineapple on pizza. I, for one, like that. I know some people don't. Those uh, are things that, like... It's gross. Exactly. And look, we're still married, and it's fine. I think... You have to decide for yourself where your line is. You know, that's why I brought up the pizza example. Like, there are things that you can disagree on that are trivial, you know, and you might get heated about them, like your favorite TV show or a musician or something like that. But then there are some things that are fundamentally a part of who you are. Do you support gay marriage? Are you okay with abortion? Like things that, you know, are really important to you and things that actually impact your day-to-day -day life, the lives of the people that you love and have relationships with. And so you have to decide for yourself, can I be friends with someone who does not believe that my life has more challenges because of my gender or because of my sexuality or because of my race? For me, no. But for you, maybe you're okay with that. And it sounds like these people make you frustrated or upset when that happens. And so maybe you want to reevaluate if those are people that you want to have close relationships with. Or when you start having these conversations, you say, listen, if we're going to stay friends, we can't talk about politics. Mm -hmm. Like, just, we just can't. Like, you and I are not going to see eye to eye on this issue, and I've tried, and I'm just, like, not in the mood to get upset. So if we want to keep it cute, let's move on and not talk about this. Like, you have to set those boundaries for yourself. And, again, that's something that's going to come with practice and with age, I used to get really emotional when I would disagree with people, like to the point of crying. Um, and that's something I've gotten better at as mm -hmm. I've gotten older. Thank you to everybody that wrote us letters. We hope that we were able to help you with uh, some of your thoughts and some of your shit. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I suck at this. I really am so bad at this. You do it. Thanks so much for your emails. If you have questions or comments or suggestions for things we should talk about in the podcast, hit us up at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us using the hashtag last name basis or tweet us individually at Chuska Lee. A tie optional. And we will hopefully include one of your tweets or just respond to you and let you know that uh, we like hearing from you. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis on Brick Radio. My bitch is bad and bougie. Bad. Cooking up dope with a newsie. Dope. My niggas. Dope. My, my, <laughs> my Patrick's is savage and ruthless. Hey, we got 30s and 100s. Round two. Bah. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know glah was the lyric. <laughs> Beat them hose walls loose. Hey, hop Jeez. in the frog. Woo. Hop in the frog. You gotta hop in that frog. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means.